Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for August 27, 2023. Please join in our call to worship. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are those who live in your house, ever singing your praise. God who watches the sparrow, we thank you for your love and care for us. Bless our worship with your gracious presence. In Jesus' name, amen.
church. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do God, from whom comes each good gift of life, we remember your loving kindness and your uncounted mercies as we join in grateful praise. For all your gifts to us and to our human race, for our life and the world in which we live, we give you thanks, O God. For the order and constancy of nature, for the beauty and bounty of the world, for day and night, summer and winter, seed time and harvest, for the varied joys which every season brings, we give you thanks, O Lord. For the work we are enabled to do and the truth we are permitted to discover, good there has been in our past and for all the hopes which lead us on toward better things, we give you thanks, O God. For all the joys and comforts of life, for homes and families, for our friends, for the love, sympathy, and goodwill of persons near and far, we give you thanks, O God. For the disciplines of life, for the tasks and trials which train us to know ourselves and which bring us to accept one another, we give you thanks, O God. For the desire and power to help others, for every opportunity of serving our generation in ways large or small, we give you thanks, O God. For the gift of Jesus Christ and everything which is ours as his disciples, for the presence and inspiration of your Holy Spirit throughout our days, we give you thanks, O God. For the tender ties which bind us to the unseen world, for the faith which dispels the shadows of earth and fills the closing years of life with the light of hope, we give you thanks, O God. God of all grace and love, we have praised you with our lips for all the richness and meaning that life holds for us. Now send us into the world to praise you with our lives, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We continue our series, Consider the Birds, with the message, The Sparrow, Contempt and Compassion. Our scripture is Luke 12, 1-7. Meanwhile, when the crowd gathered in thousands so that they trampled on one another, he began to speak first to his disciples, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, that is, their hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be proclaimed from the housetops. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that can do nothing more, but I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten in God's sight, but even the hairs of your head are all counted." 
Do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. It is a simple and familiar scripture, isn't it? It's one that we have heard often. It's one that Jesus uses to reassure his listeners that they are loved, valued, and cared for by God. The sparrow Jesus speaks of here was probably the Passer Domesticus Biblicus, the Middle Eastern equivalent of our house sparrow. Sparrows are among the most common animals in the world. They are ubiquitous everywhere, all the time. Wherever human beings are, there are also sparrows. Field guides describe them as bland, dingy, and dull, with songs that are monotonous and grating. For some reason, sparrows have not really caught on. Many people dislike them. Extermination campaigns have been carried out. One of the most infamous was Mao Zedong's campaign to rid China of the four pests, rats, flies, mosquitoes, and sparrows. Chairman Mao explained that sparrows were robbing the people of the fruits of their labor by eating seeds. The campaign, through a united effort of the Chinese people, brought the tree sparrow to the brink of extinction. Some seed may have been saved, but locusts and other crop-eating insects flourished without sparrows to eat them. The resulting crop loss contributed to the Great Famine, which killed more than 30 million people. Eventually, Mao took the sparrow off the four pests list, replacing it instead with the bedbug. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten in God's sight. Even the hairs of your head are all counted. Last Saturday, Pastor Hubert Cisneros of the Seventh-day Adventist told this story, citing this scripture about the sparrow. In 1995, Pastor Hubert was on the staff of Camp Yavapines, an Adventist camp near Prescott, Arizona. He was helping with horses and had brought along two of his Arabian horses. The younger, named Daystar, was not quite grown, too young to be ridden. But Pastor Hubert and his wife were working with him, and he was corralled with the other Arabian. One day, he noticed that Daystar was not in the corral with the other Arabian horse. He assumed his father had taken him for a walk, but when he saw his father, he said he had not seen the younger horse. Pastor Hubert scanned the pasture, but no horse could be seen. So he started walking through the pasture, figuring that Daystar had jumped the corral fence and would be somewhere in the pasture. Suddenly, he tripped over some plywood lying on the ground. He moved it aside, and what did he see but his young horse about ten feet down in an old well, up to his neck in dirty water, with a snake crawling along his back. He spoke to the horse as calmly as he could so that he could hear a friendly voice. Then he ran for help. 
Pastor Hubert found the man in charge of the pasture and quickly explained the situation. The man immediately called for the veterinarian, only to be told that the vet was miles away in the opposite direction on an emergency call and that he was likely to be away for hours. The pasture manager then ran with Hubert to look into the well. We've got to get him out, Hubert, he said. He will die down there. He immediately got a rope and dropped it over the horse's head so that it could help keep the horse's head above water. Hubert had a sudden idea. He ran to the barn and called the construction company that had just done some work on the camp. He asked if they had access to the crane they had used in construction, that Hubert's horse had fallen in a well and they would like to use the crane to pull the horse out. No, the construction foreman said, they had rented the crane they had used and had returned it already. It was too far away to get in a hurry. Feeling helpless and not knowing what else to do, Hubert prayed. Lord, he said, if my horse had to fall into a well and die in order that some child would not meet the same fate, then so be it. But Lord, please help me save my horse. Meanwhile, the man holding the rope around the horse's neck was having a hard time. Daystar had started to panic and was fighting the water trying to roll over, which could be fatal. He fought the horse until it calmed, but there was no doubt that the horse would not survive if it stayed in that well much longer. By this time, a crowd had gathered from the near nearby camp. Someone got the idea of calling for a tow truck, since it would have a winch that would work like the crane in order to pull the horse from the well. While they waited for the truck, someone else noticed that there was an old five-inch pipe across the well, which would have to be cut and removed in order to get the horse out. Someone ran for the stables, somehow finding a cutting instrument big enough to do the job, and in minutes had removed the pipe. Now the trouble was that there was too much water in the well, and the horse had muddied it with his frantic movements. No one would be able to see underneath the horse in order to put straps on it to pull it out. Miraculously, a pump was found, and the water pumped out of the well. What Hubert saw then almost made him sick. Another pipe was jutting up from the bottom of the well, its top pushing against the horse's abdomen. He could not see if the horse had not impaled itself on that pipe when it fell. He kept praying. Three tow trucks then pulled up into the pasture. The driver of the first jumped out and quickly sized up the situation. He said that he would have to put one strap in front of the front legs, one strap behind the front legs, and one strap in front of the hind legs. Then they could pull the horse out. But, he said, he could not do that job until the horse was tranquilized. The horse would kick him to death in its panicked state if he tried to approach him without a sedative. Who should pull up just then but the veterinarian? They had gotten hold of him at the other farm, and he had immediately left to come help with Hubert's horse. He could anesthetize the horse, he said, but he was not going to get into that well. 
Don't worry, the tow truck driver said. I can give him the shot if you give me the syringe. After warning the driver that the shot would wear off within a half hour and he would have to work fast, the veterinarian filled a huge syringe with a long, long needle and handed it to the driver. The driver clambered down into the well with three large straps and the syringe. He plunged the syringe into the horse's neck and began to feed the straps under the horse. Hubert saw the horse's head suddenly droop and thought his horse had died. But no, the veterinarian assured him, that was the sedative working. When the horse was secure in the straps and the truck positioned correctly near the hole, the winch began to work to lift the horse. The veterinarian pulled the neck rope at the same time in order to bring the horse to solid ground. When they saw that Daystar was saved, the crowd of onlookers cheered. Suddenly the horse woke up. He began panicking again since he found himself hanging in the air. The veterinarian called to the tow truck driver to let him down. If he kicks your truck, he might break a leg, he yelled. At that moment, the straps came down and the horse was released. Daystar began pulling the veterinarian in a zigzag pattern across the pasture, the onlookers scattering. When Daystar had calmed enough to stand, Hubert and the veterinarian checked him over. He was not impaled on the pipe, just scratched badly, and he had worn off all the hair on his pasterns, ankles for us non-horse people, trying to get a footing on the railroad ties at the bottom of the well. Hubert then turned to the tow truck, truck driver he knew he did not have enough money left in his account to pay for even one tow truck, let alone three. But when he started to speak to offer payment to the driver, the driver stopped him. He said, you know, I have saved people with this tow truck. Once when a vehicle was resting on a cliff, and another time when a cement mixer crashed and the driver was pinned to his seat by a metal post. But nothing has meant so much to me as being able to save this horse. You don't owe me anything. He continued, You know, just last night I was watching Rescue 911 on TV, and a tow truck driver saved a horse out of a bog. That's how I knew how to give the horse a shot, and how to place the straps around the horse. Hubert and the driver embraced and cried right in the middle of that pasture, with the veterinarian still hanging on to the horse and the onlookers beginning to regain their composure. That horse, Daystar, came to Nebraska with Pastor Hubert and his family and lived for another 27 years. Not one sparrow falls to the ground but that the Lord sees it, and even the hairs of your head are numbered. If God has his eye on the sparrow and on Pastor Hubert's horse, God has his eye on you too. As Pastor Hubert said, can I get an amen? Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you that you love us so much. We are amazed by your loving care for all your creation. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Receive the benediction. Not one sparrow will fall to the ground without God's knowing. Even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. Go in peace. Amen.